Hey, everybody, Mark Herman, a.k.a. L.A. Bengals fan on most of the major platforms. I'm joined here again by Jake Circus, who is going to uh, uh, he's going to remind you that he's got a podcast, but he was with us last week. And uh, we just this is a spur of the moment show. Jungle Talk. We're going to call it the Jungle Talk Free Agent Frenzy Show. Yeah. So this was just a spur of the moment. I was just so excited by what I saw the Bengals doing today that we had to put up something. So I reached out to Jake real quick. Are you in between classes right now? Or? I So I was up late last night. So the first episode of my podcast came up this morning and we recorded my, myself and my guests. We, we recorded at like five o'clock in the morning last night. Then I had class at nine. Uh, so I've kind of been on and off sleeping. So I was sleeping during the care, the, the, the Kappa news. Right. I woke up like 20 minutes after that happened. I was like, let's go. And then I was sleeping through the Karis news. And I was like, all right, 15 minutes later, let's go. So I, I, I've been on and off sleeping uh, for the last couple of hours, pretty much all day. But I, I'm excited. I, I do like what they've done. And we're going to talk about it. But yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm no. glad to be back on the show. Yeah, no, thank you for uh, thank you for being available on the spur of the moment. Um, if just before I forget, if you don't subscribe, please subscribe. It's all I ask. So hit that little subscribe button, hit the bell, get the notifications. Also, please give us the thumbs up. It's a big thing with YouTube. It's how they decide their suggestions. And this will make it so more Bengal fans get this video suggested to them. So please hit the thumbs up and subscribe. It's all we ask. So let's backtrack to because we did our show last week i told you ryan jensen was my dream signing there were all indications that we were that we were the designated target and then brady un- announces he's coming back so obviously jensen re-ups yesterday that puts all the gronk talk away which i didn't want to sign gronk anyway but that puts the gronk talk but clearly once they had extended jensen they couldn't afford kappa it was one or the other kind of thing so um, because they have Fournette, they have a lot, the Godwin franchise tag, they have a lot of moving pieces as well. So, so we grabbed Kappa, which is, was a great start to the morning. And, uh, and then we get the, uh, we get the Karis news who, and Karis fits, fits the mold perfectly because he's that versatile offensive lineman that can play center, can play guard. So we really like that. And then we got, we both talked up BJ Hill last week and we got BJ Hill extended. So, uh, you know, re-signs with us. So just a great morning. Um, you know, what are your thoughts on everything? Yeah, it, it's, it's been certainly day one was unexpected to, to go like this. I was, if you asked me yesterday, uh, I, I probably would have told you that, yeah, they'll, they'll probably get BJ done today and then maybe sign a depth guy just to get the wheels going. But the Bengals being the first team to make a move, the Bengals illegally tampering because you don't just sign someone a minute into free agency. There has to be something going before you're actually allowed to. Well, to, it's to legal tampering. With, with so so it, well, not legal, not until 12 Eastern. So right, right. Kappa signed at 12:01. So the, 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 <laughs> like, I'm fine with it, you know. But the Bengals <laughs> never do that. So that certainly surprised me. Giving out 40 million dollars. Uh, I, I don't know what number of that is guaranteed. I know, I know Karis's contract just came out with $5 million guarantee, which, you know, Bengals really get guaranteed money. But uh, right. it, it's, it, it certainly is exciting. They're building their offensive line through the spine up, like around. So they're, they're, right. they're starting with the interior, which I agree with. And when you look at the, the, scape, the scope of the league and the way the Bengals normally operate, 
they don't sign guards. So the fact that they found two guards that they like as scheme fits, as character fits, as locker room fits, and both guys are, are versatile is really, really impressive. We both agreed that they're not that they weren't gonna go after Brandon Scherf, that they probably weren't gonna end up with Lake and Tomlinson because there were so many other fits and, and teams that right. were gonna dish out money to Lake and Tomlinson. But there were so many guys that the Bengals could have gotten. And I think they ended with two guys whom they obviously clearly like and the fans can get behind. Like I can get behind Ted Karras being the center for the Bengals in 2022. And I can certainly get behind Alex Kappa being the right guard, especially considering what the Bengals had at those two positions in 2021 uh, as a Super Bowl team. So it, it certainly is exciting. And I, and I said last week about the three technique position that they need to at least re-sign one of them. And looking at the contract that both of those guys got, the Bengals made the right decision. And this was not the Bengals being cheap. Larry Ogunjobi was worse than B.J. Hill last year. And B.J. Hill is younger and got a way cheaper contract, a more team-friendly contract, a good year one cap hit. They're going to set him up uh, nicely. They front-loaded the contract. And this type of contract, you have to front-load. So the Bengals did a really, really good job there. They're... It seems like they're learning. Uh, so this this is really exciting. And I don't think they're done. No, I don't think they're done either. And I did I did tweet out on the contract um, for like BJ Hill. It's a three year t- uh, three year thirty million dollar contract, but fifteen of it's being paid this year. So they did front load that. It's a great structure. Like I said, if you're noticing, all of these are three year deals because we've got to deal with Burrow in two years. So the back right. end of these contracts, the last year of all these contracts so far that they're doing right now will be the year. They should be the cheapest year and it should be, it'll be the year where we rip up our contract with Joe and give Joe his big contract. So um, it's good to see the team forward thinking. And yeah, this is something that I think this is well-spent money. You know, the Hill money. Oh yeah. The, the, look, look at the Karis money. The, the Patriots offered him over the weekend three years, 15 million, and then back that down today, this morning, from what I read on Twitter, back that down to three years, 13, the Bengals come in and go, listen, we'll give you the three years, 18 million. And boom, right. done. Don't let him hit the open market. Don't get into a bidding war. Get somebody that's going to fit in your price range and clearly have the skill set that you uh, that you like. And once again, athletic, versatile linemen that, that are and, form where they play. The, and tough. And that's the bang. That's been the Bengals' mo is getting guys who want to win so desperately bad. And Alex Kappa, uh, Ted Karras. There's some some videos on YouTube of Ted Karras mic'd up, and he's a he's a he's a he's a tough guy. But Alex Kappa, there's a there was a story on him a couple a couple months ago that was that was put out. I think it was the Athletic. Uh, he tried to play in the 2020 Wild Card game with a broken leg, and this is right. just a guy who has not missed many games. Karras, too, hasn't missed many games. But Alex Kappa is a bad MFer. And this guy just wants to win so bad. Uh, He already has a ring. He played with Tom Brady. This this is the guy who the Bengals should be looking to roster. And and they did. And they got him on a nice contract. He's not a stud by any stretch. He's not a, he's not a, a great player. But he's a huge upgrade, and the Bengals are deeper, better, and more versatile than they were this morning. And that's really important, and they still have room to spend wherever else they want. If they want to get another three technique, if they don't really like the three technique class uh, in the draft, they can do that. If they want to sign a third corner, they can do that. 
if if they want to sign the right tackle, if they want to bring Riley Reef back, they can do that. And, yeah. and CJ too. Oh yeah, we well. have we have a lot of flexibility left. We could re-sign Reef. We could re-sign Spain. We could re-sign Hopkins. I don't know what the vision is. Um, whether they want Karras playing center and Bub Hopkins over, let Hopkins go, replace him, replace Spain. Maybe there's a lot, but they haven't. They they've left themselves enough room to really audible on what goes on, and we still have the Collins trade that could go down. So that's still on the table. The Cowboys are looking to move that contract. So I keep reading. I know last week we talked and you said you would be really surprised that the Cowboys let Collins hit the market, but it looks like, I mean, I don't know what their plans are. And if they're trying to free up the cap space, I would love if there's any way to, to, to take the cap hit, get Collins and restructure that contract um, or just leave it as is, you know, I'm not a cap guru and all that, but but uh, it, like I said, we, we haven't done anything to close any of those doors. Spain's still on the table. Hopkins is still right. on the table. I think Hopkins should say just for depth because we do want to have a person who can come in and play center. If we're going to play Karras at center, Hopkins should still be there for depth. So that's my feeling. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see what the grand scheme is. I'm just so happy. This team looks like it's finally forward thinking. You know, you look at the structures of the contracts, the term of the contract. Yeah. You're thinking three years down the road, you know, on when, when we have to take care of Joe. So just excited. I mean, I don't know how else to say it. It's been a great day for us this morning. And the the Collins thing is interesting. Uh, it's more likely now today uh, that they're going to end up releasing him, which I think is crazy that, that they're not going to find a trade partner. It's I don't know how a team is throwing, you know, a third or a fourth of the, the Cowboys way for someone like Landon Collins. Maybe they're worried about the character stuff because he did play through a suspension last year. And or I think it was in 20. No, no, he 2021. The Cowboys yeah, suspended right. him for, for, for team reasons. So maybe some teams are worried about that. That doesn't really seem like a, a guy the Bengals like a guy who's been suspended before. Uh, but he's a really, really good player. He'd be the best offensive lineman on the team. I'm not going to shut that door yet, but it seems like we should be shutting the door on a trade. If it hasn't happened yet, it's probably not going to, but look, the Bengals won a bidding war with Ted Karras. I don't know if they're going to win a bidding war for, uh, land, uh, Lael Collins, but you know, they, if, again, I said this last week, if they play, if they're playing a game tomorrow, they don't have a right tackle. So they need to address that, whether it's through draft. I don't think they should draft the right tackle. Uh, they're a little low to be drafting a day one starter to, to be drafting for need there. I'd, I'd, I'd pick 31. So there, there's still guys out there. I look at, you know, Morgan Moses, uh, Daryl Williams was released by Buffalo today. He's very good. The only thing with Williams and Kappa is Kappa's not really athletic and neither is Daryl Williams. So if you, you know, you kind of hide a bad athlete, at guard if you have an athletic right tackle. And so I don't, I'm not a big fan of that fit, but Collins is really athletic. So if they do that, then the Kappa thing even makes more sense. Yeah, no, it's like I said, it's an exciting time. I, I'm going to throw this out there. And I said this last year when we um, went from worst to first and we clinched our division, I said, you know, the last two times we did this, we made the Super Bowl. We went worst to first and won the division. Um, and and sure enough, we actually did. I, when I made that comment, I didn't. I thought we would probably we'd win a playoff game or two. I didn't think we'd make the Super Bowl, but we did. And we ended up facing Whitworth. Well, I'm going to throw out something here. 
what if we were to get to the Super Bowl and we have Kappa now who gets to face Brady? We wind up playing Brady in the Super Bowl. It would be that same kind of thing. I, I'm just look, you know, I look at the universe and you can, you know, guy can dream. So when we first got Kappa and Brady came out, that was my first thinking was, uh, hey, we could have that wit reunion sing. Uh, like I said, I'm wearing the Super Bowl shirt again. Other pocket. There we go. Wearing the Super Bowl shirt again. Um, I think we got a chance to get back. I know it's hard to get back, but but they certainly are are invigorating the fan base with what they did today. So yeah, being aggressive yeah, yeah. right away. And, and we are immediately, we are a better offensive line right now than, than we going into the season, just with what we did today. And we're not done. I don't think we're done by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. I, I think that there's still some room to, to improve again, whether it's the draft, whether it's, you know, the right tackle is, is what they need to do. And they don't really have a, left guard right now either like i'm I, i'm assuming that they're under their said that, that the Bengals are under the assumption that they don't want trey hopkins to start at center in that case he sure as hell ain't gonna move back to guard because he was horrible when he played right. guard a couple years ago he found his home at center and was fine but this is a team that's trying to figure out how to, how do we get this offensive line to be average at worst like they at want worst. the offensive line to be the floor of the offensive line to be league average, which is, you know, 15th or 16th best in right. the National Football League. And to do that, you need to have five capable guys. You can't really have a hole. You can't have, you know, you, you at least have to have four guys who really know what they're doing out there, four guys who are above average offensive linemen. And then, you know, if, if, if a guy misses a game, you can have an Isaiah Prince out there for a game or two. But, you know, you can't be playing Isaiah Prince in the Super Bowl. Um, and, you know, Identity and Hopkins, who, you know, guys who – get PFF grades in the 30s and 40s. That's just, that's unacceptable. So the Bengals vision is clear after today. They did not mess around. And that's what's exciting to me is it's not that they got world beaters. You know, they didn't sign Teron Armstead or Scherf or, you know, they haven't traded for Collins or haven't got Collins yet, but they got guys who they were clearly targeting because considering they signed Kappa one minute into the, legal tampering period which was right. funny so but there might have been uh, a, there might have been a conversation at the combine with the agent you know yeah something like that and the player never was talked about but you know there might have been hypotheticals discussed you know right <laughs> but i i think that the vision is definitely clear we, we weren't really sure we knew they needed to get two at least two new starters they were most likely going to get three and i think they're mostly going to end up with three new starters in 2022 and then Williams and either Carmen or Spain. That's probably what the offensive line should look like. I, I don't really think they're going to bring Reef back. So I think we're going to be a new starter going from center, right guard to right tackle, which were the three weakest spots on the line last year. So it, it makes sense. That's, that, that's a Bengals thing to do. They, it, very, it, it makes a lot of sense to me. They're going to take the three worst positions from last year and they're going to bring in all new guys. So if, if they bring Spain back, that's fine. And Carmen at left guard, again, not the end of the world as long as they fix the right tackle. So the vision is absolutely clear and they're doing everything they can to find that vision without changing much of normally what they do, which is fine. No one expects the Bengals to change how they normally operate because they, they made the Super Bowl last year. Now we don't need to, you know, they have to, they can't take the foot off the gas, but my point is the vision is there. And the way in which they normally operate, they can still see that vision as long as they hit on the guys that they end up bringing in. Yeah, so I agree. Um, with Obi-Wan, 
and I'm not going to mispronounce his name. There's a viewer that always corrects because it's Oganobi, or I, I, don't, I always mispronounce it. So we're just going to call him Obi-Wan, but I don't begrudge him. We were never going to give him a contract like that. I'm much happier with the Hill signing and we wish Larry the best and good luck in Chicago, you know, because we were never going to put up that number for him. Um, so there's no animosity there, but I think the Bengals are spending right. Once, like I said, it's uh, we haven't had the release of Trey Wayans yet, have we? No, they're gonna. It, it, it's coming. It's. Coming. I know. Um, yeah, I they, think so they, too. They're, they're slow. That their Bengals are slow with this type of stuff. That they yeah. like to wait it out. But it's coming. Yeah, he has no I, spot on the team. There's no spot for him. Right, right. And we need his cap number. We can do more with his number in free agency than have him take it. So we need that cap space. So Right, because, you know, they, they again, they brought Eli Apple off the street, and you're honestly better off throwing a dart in the third round on a, on a corner instead of paying Trey Waynes $10 million. Now, I, I don't think that they should throw a rookie out there, but if they're considering starting Trey Waynes, a rookie might be – you know, a, l- a little worse than Trey Wayne's for $8 million cheaper. So that's the, it, Trey Wayne's has no spot on the team. Uh, there's, there's little to zero chance he's on the team uh, on opening day. Yeah. What do you think? I think we're going to re-sign Spain. I think we just got to keep Spain in the fold. I think he had a good year. Yeah, I, Especially towards the end of the season, he played very well in the playoffs for us. So, you know, um, you know, a, a lot of people have a bad taste in their mouth because he gave up the, the, the shed to Donald on the last play of the Super Bowl. But Spain was really good. Uh, not eh, he, he was like he was the best offensive lineman on the team last year. He was a little bit better than Jonah. Jonah, Jonah eh. he had his we, moments. We, I know. Jonah, yeah. we need to have that conversation about Jonah if this offensive line actually really wants to become one of the league's best. Which I don't know if that's the vision because they have so many athletes on the outside. It's really realistic to have a top offensive line. You really just want to go for slightly above average. So it, in that case, Jonah's a fine left tackle. But Spain was their best offensive lineman last year. He was an above-average left guard, and he was arguably the only offensive lineman on the team that played above average to their position. Maybe Jonah, some metrics say Jonah was below average, but Spain was consensusly above, in a, a slightly above-average left guard. And that's, again, they got an above-average right guard. They have an above-average center now. I think Jonah Williams is an above-average left tackle who's continuously getting better, and Spain's an above-average left guard. That is, at worst, the 16th or 15th best offensive line of football. And when you see disaster classes like Carolina's offensive line and Atlanta's offensive line and Miami's offensive line and Cincinnati now with their offensive personnel, if they have a mid offensive line that can get better with coaching and keep on bringing guys in and their left tackle is really, really young and they're going to draft someone else and Jackson Carmen too, they're only going to get that. Yeah. No, no, I agree. And you know what we didn't have today, which I was really happy to see, is the Bengals did not do a Kirk signing. They did not pay $84 million yes. for a, not even a top-tier wide receiver. I mean, this wasn't Jarvis. I wouldn't have paid it for any of the receivers out there. But certainly, I mean, you had Jarvis Landry. Obviously, OBJ's got the asterisk next to him because of the injury. But $84 million for Kirk, who was, wasn't even the main guy there? I, I don't know what Jacksonville's thinking. You know, you're, you bring bodies in, but some of these numbers, you know, I I didn't want to see the Bengals do that, trying to make a splash overpay for Armstead or something like that. We didn't do that. So, because that, you know, like the Kirk signing, that's just a head scratcher. I mean, did this guy suddenly become Jamar Chase or something? I mean, to where he's, right. he warrants four years, $84 million? Yeah. The, the Bengals, the way they operate is never just throwing money at any guy. And when they started to spend money in 2020, when they did it last year with Hendrickson, Hilton, Awuzie, 
And now this year, with the continuously uh, bringing in offensive linemen, they're, they're not the type of team to just throw money at people. This is the second consecutive year that Jacksonville has done exactly that. We see teams like the Jets do it year in and year out. We saw what they did with Mosley and Bell in 2016 and how horrible that was. And then uh, Jacksonville did it last year, and Miami does it a lot. And that's why these teams don't win games. because They just continuously overspend on day one. Christian Kirk, I... When, when something crazy happens in sports, I, I always try to make it make sense. And one thing that I, I uh, in, in, in the last two years that I was just unable to make make sense was the DeAndre Hopkins trade. I just could not make that make sense. Right. And this Christian Kirk signing is honestly up there too. I have no idea what this is because a Christian Kirk's a fine player. Now Jacksonville has the cap space, but DJ Chark's not going to resign now, and he was their best weapon. So you're downgrading, I think, at your number one wide receiver. The LaVisca Chenault pick is looking worse and worse as time goes on. Uh, Travis Etienne is coming off of an injury, and he has a huge body of work coming off of college. So he might not even work out. James Robinson tore, his, uh, tore something. Uh, not his AC, Was it ACL or something? But he, he's, he was out for the year and long road to recovery. They don't really have a tight end. They're skill position players even though they have you know marvin jones it's it not doesn't good make any, it just and, doesn't make any sense like i said it's not spending money wisely which the Bengals are doing and that's you know right i just sit you know, there and i look at you just kind of and what he's done i'm thank goodness that that chase isn't hitting the open market next year i mean this kirk <laughs> signing is going to affect you know now people are going to have to overpay for jarvis landry i mean this is going to bump all the wide receivers up for at least the next year if people point to this contract so Thank goodness we have Chase for a couple more years before we even have to deal with that. A few more years. So. Well, Higgins, Higgins is going to come up and seeing these wide receivers get paid. I'm interested to see what Chark gets. Michael Gallup kind of weirded out the wide receiver market. He got five years coming off a torn ACL. So, but look, for teams who need wide receivers, I don't agree with just throwing out money at the you know, third or fourth best free agent because there's all these guys who are running sub four fours at the combine. And, and that's just, that's going to be the, the new league MO is just athletes everywhere coming out of the wide, coming in the wide receiver position, the draft. So it's never been easier, I guess, to just find athletes. It might be hard to, harder to develop them because corners are getting better and better. And there's, you know, more athletes on the defensive side of the ball. It's just really, it's getting really hard to, to play good football in the NFL these days. But it's Higgins is coming up and the Bengals need to need to re-sign Chase and Higgins. They, they can't have a revolving door of, of you know, top wide receivers. Right. So that'll be interesting. The Mike Williams deal kind of calmed me down a little bit, seeing the way they structured it because right. Mike Williams is not going to see the, he's not going to see the end of that contract. So that, that made me feel good because that was an in-house guy, not an out of house guy. So Higgins want, will want to come back, I believe. And maybe, you know, maybe a four year, give him $18 million a year and, call it a day but chase might get like 45 which is a little concerning right yeah it's uh and i and i like the the higgins you know we're going to have to we're going to have to deal with this stuff as times up and higgins is the first domino to drop yeah so we'll see we'll we'll see what we can do um uh, once again jake thanks for uh thanks for being available we'll throw something up as stuff goes on maybe next week we'll recap all the free agency i just wanted to get this bonus episode up for you guys um because it was such an exciting morning for us. 
um, you know, the BJ Hill thing also just, like I said, we are a better team than we were 24 hours ago. And that's, uh, there should be uh, some real excitement at the fan base right now. And we'll see how everything shakes out. The Bengals will hang out. We will wait for one of those bargains to come up. Like I said, we still have, we have some casualty uh, cap casualties that are going to hit the market too, that aren't even out there yet. So, yeah, that's, that's kind of where I think they might go at right tackle. I, I, I think yeah. that they might go for one of the guys who are going to be released. Um, Turner, the, the Packers right tackle was released. He, he, he's a good athlete. That's a, that's a fit that I like for, for Cincinnati and he's going to be cheap. I don't know if he'll have a, a big market because a lot, a lot of teams kind of have the right tackle. It's not really a hard position to fill. It's left tackle is a lot harder to fill, but the, the Bengals definitely need one. And that's, that's probably where I, I think they go next. If not, if not re-signing Quentin Spain for left guard. Yeah. So, all right, well, we'll throw something up maybe next week. We'll see how the gig it's all fluid. So, uh, but uh, Jake remind everybody where they can find your podcast. Yeah. So you can follow me on Twitter, uh, Jake circus. And I just released the first episode of my brand new podcast, the Jake circus podcast uh, on Spotify. And there's a YouTube channel. I don't know if I'm going to post on YouTube, but definitely um, follow it on Spotify. There's uh, some good episodes there. And then uh, I got some, got some fun guests planned in the future. So make sure to check it out. Excellent. All right. And I, like I always said, if you don't subscribe, please subscribe. It's all we ask and give us a thumbs up. Um, and you should be excited today because the Bengals are a better team than they were yesterday. So with that, I'm going to say who day, everybody. And we'll catch you later. Take care.